ones, but... It's the summer of 2022, and depending on where you live, you may have crazy psycho weather. Currently in the Southwest, it's temperatures in the hundreds, scorching weather. In the Northwest, we just got our first day of summer a couple days ago, and it's been crazy. And we hope that no matter where you are, what you're doing, what you're listening to, you're going to find today's song a real scorcher. How was that for the tie-in there, Phil? What a segue. Nicely done, Chris. You can always count on Chris bringing the heat Mm. in his intros. Mm, Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Welcome to the greatest song you've never heard podcast. I'm Chris Cochran. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Philip Anderson. Yes, 1L. Does anybody call you Philip? Yes, when they're really, really mad. Mm. It used to be my mom, pretty much only. And then some of my cousins do. Really? They do that just to kind of irritate me a little bit. But it it doesn't really. It just usually means I'm in trouble. Right. My name was Christopher from the day I was born. Like my mom told me. Right. Your name's not Chris. It's Christopher. And by the time I was in second grade, I got tired of correcting teachers and just went, call me whatever you want to. I don't care. Well, that's, uh, we had Daniel Glass on a few weeks ago. And I at one point, because I learned his name from the, the front man for the Royal Crown Review and when he's passing it over to a drum solo. And now on drums, Bam Bam, Danny Glass, Danny Glass, Bam Bam, Danny Glass, something like that, Bam Bam, right? Right. Makes sense. And uh, so I always just called him Danny. And he's, and I said, do you mind that? He's like, you know, my Christian name is Daniel. And I, and <laughs> Which like, means, oh. yes, please stop calling me Danny. Right. And so for that point, I did. Mm. I respect I, that. I always wonder, like, dudes who are, like, in their 50s and they're still called, like, Billy, Joey. Well, there's like, Billy Joel. He's, like, in his 90s. Yeah, just weird. Like, no, your name is William. Go by William. No one's going to say, like, oh, well, we would like to have signed him to a record contract because he wrote all these cool songs. But his name is William Joel. By the way, he got in a uh, motorcycle accident. And I think it was in the 80s. Just uh, like Glass Houses is not high piano. Right. Because he injured his hands. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. And so when he got in his motorcycle accident and the cop that got there and, and he said, can I see your license? And he says, yeah. And he's like, Joel, William, William, jo- hey, are you Billy Joel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I got blood everywhere. Can we get this? <laughs> I'll sign my blood stained That's hand. Right. You, yeah. Check the DNA on that. Well, if you've never listened to our show before, it's not about dead and dying singers. It is about, though, uh, songs that we've pulled out of our archives that we go back and go, how does everybody not know this song? Because they're so foundational in our lives or they're such a good song. And, and we try to be pretty objective about it, too. It's not just like, well, I like this. Why doesn't everybody? We listen to them and go, this is a song I think everybody should know. And so each week we bring a song and the other person doesn't know what they're getting. We get a lyric sheet and that's it. So I got a lyric sheet that just popped up in my email. Um, I'm going to open it right now and we're going to take off from there. Philip, what do you want to tell us about this song to start out? Well, I am so glad you caught yourself because you said, and we play songs that we pull out of our archives. <laughs> I was thinking of another A word. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Chris, you're going to go there. You are really uh, having some fun now. Well, but you didn't. You went archive instead of the mm. other word. Mm. You can. Uh, we don't have to put explicit on this episode yet. Mm, good call. Uh, today's song I'm bringing uh, is a song that uh, from a band that I am curious because again, this could be a roll of the arrogant dice. 
remember a couple, three weeks ago, I, I did one from mm-hmm. Quincy Jones yeah. that I really thought was kind of an arrogant roll of the dice. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't know this? But I think that's part of the problem we're running into. These are songs that we've listened to in, like this one I've listened to, this band forever. Right. But well, I wasn't even born when this band was releasing albums. This one? Yeah. You don't know that. Oh. I'm just judging by... Okay. <laughs> See, now I'm starting to second guess myself because you looked at the lyrics. And I'm, Here, well, let's just get this song underway right now. All right, Phil, this time 
I'm calling you on it. Yeah. How, this is like one of those songs that like, like I would think a lot of people my age and older would know. This one's tough because to find a song from these guys that includes them all is really difficult. There are 12. That songs? Yeah, it's on an album. Well, no, they have two. They have three albums. They did three albums together. Yeah, I can't believe that um, Bob Dylan actually sat in on the other two albums. No, it was Lucky Wilbury. Oh, hmm. Yeah, we had Lucky Wilbury, Nelson Wilbury, yes, Lefty Wilbury. <laughs> there was Charlie T. Junior Wilbury. Charlie T. Junior. Yeah, and Otis Wilbury, and actually it was Otis and Nelson that were the producers. You, you know what's really funny about, do you know the story about shooting the video for this song? Uh, well, I know that Roy Orbison had already passed. I think I chose the wrong song. There were so many songs that I could have chosen. Yes. And I, I probably chose the wrong one. But So uh, apparently they're filming, the, they're going to film the video for this. And Bob Dylan, I, I think, I don't know why he agreed to be in the Traveling Wilburys, because he didn't seem like he wanted to be. So he basically said, listen, here's the deal. I'll show up. I'll give you an hour. That sounds like Dylan, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. And, and and everyone else is like, no, 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 we're all we're all cool. And he's like, nope, you get an hour with me. And they had to shoot his part first, and then he left, and they did the rest of the video and like spliced it all in. I was just wondering why Roy Orbison was involved because he was a legend. So funny story. Because I, it's, uh, it says the uh, English rock super group or something, and it's like, well, Orbison's not English. No, and neither is Bob Dylan. Right. Maybe they mean singing in English, not from the nation of England. <laughs> so the funny thing about it too is uh, when I lived in uh, Idaho the first time in like 1996 or seven, I think it was, um, I had a friend who uh, we played a lot of music together and uh, we got to be really good friends and we fished a lot together. And one night at nine o'clock, he calls me on the phone and I'm like, hey, it's like Saturday night and he calls me and I'm like, Sorry, I heard something weird in the background. I thought there was music playing. Um, and he calls me and he's like, I was like, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday night. What's up? And he goes, bro, turn on your TV right now. I'm like, it's on. And he's like, turn it to channel seven, which is the, the KS, uh, PBS. No, the PBS station here. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? Okay. And he goes, turn it on. Look at what's on. And I'm like, I'm flipping through the channels. I get to channel seven and it's a Roy Orbison special. He filmed this whole hour long special in black and white. And he's like, it's Roy Orbison, man. And I'm like, okay. He's like, listen to him. He still sounds as good as ever. And I'm like, it's freaking Roy Orbison. Like I, I know two songs from Roy Orbison. I never liked him that much. I never liked Dylan and I never liked Roy Orbison. I do not understand either Dylan. of those. Okay. And, uh, apparently Dylan was a great writer. It's fine. I, I, there's some songs I like. I just never, I like, never liked his voice. And I'm sorry, the pretentiousness besi- behind some of these stars, Barbara Streisand, I can't sing in public. <laughs> right. I just, I know I have a good voice, but I can't sing in public. And uh, Bob Dylan, I, I need my own little um, booth to sing. Like We Are the World or whatever that song was back in the day. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, come on, guys. You're, but everything that I've read about this band, the Traveling Woolberries, was that there were no egos. They checked their egos in at the door. And it sounds like only three of them or four of them did, not Dylan. That's true. That's yeah. true. So uh, this is a band that 
I really appreciate the fact that you've got these five um, superstars in their own right. Without looking, can you name them? Yes. Okay. George Harrison. Yep. He was pretty much the ringleader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roy Orbison, yes. Bob Dylan, yep. Jeff Lynn, yep. and I'm waiting on you, Tom Petty. Well done. Yeah, but so it was funny because like Jeff Lynn worked on some of Tom Petty's stuff and George Harrison's yes. stuff. And uh, Jeff Lynn is with ELO. Right. Uh, which he's not a name that is in my wheelhouse. Like Harrison, yes. Tom Petty, kind of. For the most part, all of these guys, with the exception of Harrison, I don't know a ton about. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, I, it's hard not to know about any of them a little bit, but I don't, I don't have an in-depth knowledge on any of these players. But the fact that they got together, formed this band, I, I think there was a band similar to this concept with Johnny Cash and um, uh, uh, Carl Perkins. Really? Yeah, and I'll do a little bit more research. I probably showed a little bit too much of my hand right there. Mm. Maybe I should have gone there before the Traveling Wolvers. You should have, because I know the Traveling Wolvers. Well, and I knew. I I got a little arrogant on this one. Well, what's fascinating, though, is this song came out um, during the mid-'80s in a time where people were looking back a lot. Mm. So uh, I think this song came out, if I remember correctly, like 86 uh, 87? This, yeah, this album was 88. 88. I'm pretty so, sure. So uh, 1987 was the 20th anniversary of the Summer of Love. So it's also the year the Monkees made a big comeback. It's also the year that people started listening to the Beatles again. There's a lot of like people looking back to the 60s. Uh, and the, the group formed in the in 87 and then did their, released the album in 88, which I always thought was really fascinating because here's a bunch of dudes from the 60s, basically, who were coming back. Uh, George Harrison had an album in 85 or 86, I think it was, um, which is a, a really good album um, And the, around the same time. And Jeff Lynne hadn't done a lot, which was really interesting that he got, made the cut for this. And I didn't even know when this came out who Jeff Lynne was or ELO. Yeah, right. But well, I ELO knew is ELO. one of those bands. Yeah, I that, knew ELO. I just didn't know Jeff Lynne was the ringleader. Well, and ELO is one of those bands that if you're listening and you don't know Electric Light Orchestra, I will play you three songs and you'll be like, oh, I totally know that band. Right. You know them. Everybody knows these right. songs. So it's interesting because the album that I got was The Traveling Wilburys Volume 3. And then I went backwards. Really? Yeah, that was the first one I got. And so when the first one, She's My Baby, I, such a good song. Mm. But they have the Woolberry twist on there. Mm. And I couldn't play that because it, the name of the song is, right. is the name of the band. But you but, should have played it because it's a song no one's ever heard. Well, I, I don't know every song people have heard. <laughs> this was their single from no, this album. Oh, no, there were, yeah. there were plenty off this album. Oh, but, but it was one of the singles on the album. Like this got radio play. It got some. Oh, man, I, I heard this song. I never owned the album, and I've heard this song. I knew the lyrics. I was singing along to it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's um, good for you, Chris. And <laughs> End of the Line was the 10th song on this album, so I'm wondering why it was their single. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, sometimes on The Greatest Song You Never Heard, are, uh, we're going to reprise some of the greatest songs you have heard, <laughs> apparently. And we don't always know that. So uh, I'm glad this is a podcast and not, you know, uh, a video so you can see my red face. Mm-hmm. But I am enjoying my scuttlebutt. Mm. It's a beer. <laughs> Just wanted people to know that. 
Because <laughs> they can't see it. So I just wanted them to know that it's a beer that you're enjoying. That's very funny. <laughs> I'm enjoying my scuttlebutt. No, I love this song. It's a fantastic song. I, I've always loved, like I like you said, I never got into Dylan. I never got into Roy yeah. Orbison. But Jeff Lynne's amazing. Uh, Tom Petty's amazing. George Harrison's one of my heroes. Uh, and I always thought this was one of those, like it, it could have been doomed before it started. It's amazing that, that it didn't yeah. get like kiboshed before it actually was released. Yeah. Well, so uh, thanks for uh, humoring me today. Do you, Speaking of Dylan. Yes. Have you seen uh, Rolling Thunder Review? Um, no. It's a documentary that they did uh, released in 2019, I think, or 2020, right around the time. I watched during COVID. Um, spectac- I, I'm not a Dylan fan. Yeah. I watch it and I have so much respect for him after watching it. Uh, absolutely. And I, what he did is, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. He just, his style was never something I resonated with. No, he's he's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, one of my heroes is Penn Jillette and his hero and the, like his biggest hero, artistic hero is Bob Dylan. He knows every word to every song Bob Dylan oh, ever wow. released. And I still listen to it and I'm like, well, if my hero likes it. I got to like it. And I dug right in and I, I tried really hard and none of it. And I don't even like, like, it's not even like I like his songs, but like when somebody else does them, like to make you feel my love is a good example of a song. I hate that song. Really? The, the words are terrible. They're so trite and so like cliche. How, how about light is the breeze? No, no. Like, I don't like See, there's Billy not Joel, a single. Billy Joel covers that song really well. But the words are he's not a great lyricist. And I know uh, that. I mean, he won a Nobel Prize right. for his poetry. But I just, I man, his singing's terrible. His his lyrics are terrible. Like you his personality's totally, terrible. You could totally hear it with disdain. You like, I look at him and poetry. I think he smells like cigarettes and sweat. That's what I look think of when I look at his face as cigarettes and sweat. And yeah. I'm like, uh, and he's and he's super talented. And he's doing. I mean, he's now a welder. Did you know that he's doing like a whole welding? I did he's welding not sculptures. Know that. Uh, the guy's super talented. I just don't like anything he produces. No. And that's okay. I mean, that's what makes us all different. That is true. So uh, is if true. you want to uh, lambast me, mm. go to social, uh, especially should. on Twitter. Uh, lambasting is open season on Twitter. Mm, that's true. We are at, Until Elon takes over. Well, I think you lambast even more mm. would be good on Maybe. both from both sides this time. <laughs> <laughs> at GSYNH podcast, the greatest song you never heard on Facebook, the greatest song you never heard dot com. Uh, on our website, which we do field comments there as well. We're just very social people. Totally. And you're running this one so you can wrap us up. Well, Phil, I I want to thank you for bringing a great song, not one that that the greatest song no one's ever heard, but still a great song nonetheless. And, And I can tell you at the end of this, you don't have to feel bad because it's all right. I haven't gotten to the end of the line yet. crying in my beer my scuttlebutt (laughs) (laughs) and with that we'll see you next time on the greatest song you've never heard podcast podcast